heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kieran Podcast, your audio airbridge to the Cook Islands, and a show about what you will find and what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And here are your hosts, Chantal and Hayden. Kieran, Chantal, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Kieran, Hayden, and welcome back to our listeners of Kieran Podcast which is the official greeting of our country, the Cook Islands. My name's Chantal Napa. Uh, thank you for tuning in and joining our conversation. Our guest today is, is Miss Corina A. Tucker, Dr. Corina A. Tucker. Kia orana. Kia orana. Um, You have a master's and a PhD. We can get into that. Uh, but Hayden wants to do some shout outs first, please. Yeah, I have to thank a few sponsors in the past couple of weeks through our PayPal donations. Mr. Mark Simpson, thank you. Mr. Terry, and I'm hoping I'm getting the name right. It's Atuatika. I'm hoping I'm getting it right. I'm trying to pronounce Cook Island names and from an English perspective. And Mr. David Gordon, thank you all for help sponsoring the Kirana podcast. We could not do without you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Storytellers is an eco cycle and walking tour company, Karina. Yep. Right. Which you own. Yep. And you made a decision to purchase it, didn't you? Purchase mm-hmm. the business. Yeah. Back in February 2019. February 2019, mm-hmm. and you were in New Zealand? No, I was over here. Um, I'd come over the previous year, and I was meant to have a job to come to, but the paperwork hadn't been done, so I had to go back to New Zealand. Um, another job had been set up, but again, that one didn't <laughs> never came out, never came about, so I was at the point of thinking, what am I going to do here? Um, and the business came up for sale, and it sounded like a really good match for, for me who mm-hmm. I am so yeah yeah put an offer and pretty good up. match for you mm-hmm. what's, what's that match because I like cycling I like being outside um I like that it's about introducing people because it's mainly tourists that come out introducing people to the island that the culture the, the trees they see around them the food anything people are kind of interested in um I'm used to being I guess an educator of sorts so yeah for me it was it was really perfect so yeah and so do we can we please touch a little bit on your master's and your PhD skill set, please? Oh, okay. So we're going back. <laughs> um, master's, I believe. I finished that in 2004. Uh, it was in sociology, so it was my PhD. And the master's, it was about, I was really interested in, in politics and environmental issues. And at that time, we'd had a recent Royal Commission in New Zealand on genetic modification. And so I looked at the democratic process and I reviewed all the submissions that were sent to government um, and basically ended up being a bit of a critique of the way certain things happened. And the PhD, I carried on with my interest with the whole the GM sort of movement that was had it happened in New Zealand. 
And this time I was more interested in talking to the people who were the drivers behind, I guess, the social mo- the social movement that is sort of had been established in New Zealand. Um, because the people you saw in the media were not necessarily the people who were actually sitting around the back there actually really pushing things forward. Um, and there was some theoretical stuff that came with it that's not particularly interesting <laughs> about about how, how people kind of have a sense of connective identity to each other when they're doing involved in some kind of informal politics like that, basically. That's cool yeah. stuff. <laughs> very, very, very cool stuff. Informal politi- politics. You know, very cool stuff. With storytellers, Karina, thank you. Um, on your brochure, it says amazing from start to end and truly a highlight of our stay, which is a feedback that you've got from a visitor. Yes. I've done this tour personally, myself, yeah. with my children. I did it and I did the um, explore part of it, the explore tour. And my children were, it was a couple of years ago. And so, I found that really paced well and cruisy and we we cycled and then we stopped and we learned about certain plants, then we start, cycled, then we stopped, then we learned about certain fruits and the medicinal things that it can do, then we cycled, then we stopped and we um, visited like Marais. But I really liked, because I didn't own a bicycle then yeah. and I own a bicycle now, but when I did the tour, I didn't own a bicycle, so it may have been a big contribution to me um, purchasing bicycles oh, for my children and I. Yeah. And um, I told my children this morning, Karina, that I was coming to interview you yeah. and your own storytellers, and they were like, tell her that we had a really good time. <laughs> nice, <Cool>. eh? Yeah, <laughs> really, really nice. Knowledgeable, passionate guides. So what's it like running an eco-cycle tour company? Well, I appreciate now why it was two people that ran it before. <laughs> so as one person, it was it's a lot more work than I anticipated it would be. Um, just as well, I do enjoy being busy. So. Mm. <laughs> um, it's good, though. I actually really, I do really, really love it, and I am looking forward to actually being able to do it again one day. Um, it's great. It's been for me, it's been a massive learning experience, both in terms of running a business. Um, I had experience managing not-for-profits in the past, but not actually running a business, so quite a different thing. And also just learning as much as I can about this place through talking to locals. I've had a few friends take me out and show me things and just reading, watching documentaries and just kind of being a sponge for kind of, you know, all sorts of things that... Um, I can possibly can learn about people in the place and yeah and stuff. So I've yeah, it's I really love it. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. That's so nice. True, true, true. Because I'm always interested in hearing a new voice, and I'm always interested in like yours is a new voice because you purchased this business in 2019. You have a full on year with it, an amazing full on year because we were booking for you in 2019, yes. which is how I um, met you through yep. Chantal's concierge. Yep. And then, okay, everybody knows, pandemic hits, Yeah. right? <laughs> everybody knows pandemic hits. Um, but, yeah, it's right. Ex- experience the real Rarotonga, knowledgeable, passionate guides, um, history, culture. You know, talk us through what you've decided to change 
yeah. as I can imagine. A lot. With, <laughs> yes, because like with the 2020 pandemic and then your, your, your tours have stopped. Yeah. So talk us through what changes you've been thinking about doing to the company. Yeah, so there's a lot. So the very last tour I ran, I remember it was Friday the 13th of March. Um, on the same day, I got dengue fever. So I had a really bad case of dengue and I was sick for weeks. So it took me a long time to sort of recover properly from that. Then once I recovered, I thought, okay, this is the first opportunity I've had since buying the business to actually sit back and go, right, what are these? Because I've had things in the back of my mind True. and I just haven't had the chance to really do anything about them. The first priority, though, was cutting back any ongoing costs because I didn't know how long, you know, I'll be waiting again to have any sort of business. So I did that as much as possible. So I've got the overheads right down now, which is great. But it gave me the opportunity to think about the feedback I'd got from, from tourists, about what they liked, about the request I, requests that I'd had, which I couldn't necessarily do at the time, and just thinking, okay, what can I do to add to what is already there? So there are new, there are new tours. Please um, tell us about them, please. Yeah. Go for it. So we used we used to have one called the Excite, which was five hours long. I know. Yeah, I know. Really I wasn't really excited <laughs> because I knew it was five hours long. The Excite, yeah. which is why the Discover, which was the shorter one. Yeah. Um, the Excite one. It was also the previous owners were one was into mountain biking. I'm not your mountain biker type. I like to cruise along at a nice leisurely pace <laughs> um, and avoid sort of big uphills and downhills if possible. So, and not many other people, <laughs> and not that many people kind of did it. So that went. We've still got Discover and Explore, which is three hours and four hours of lunch. The new ones, however, um, there's an, what I call an easy cycle tour. Take a peek. It's only two hours. It's just a really cruisy, short little bike ride, which includes the transfer. So just for people that don't really want to do a whole big sort of three, four hours, but they just want to have a kind of a little experience. Take a peek. I like it. Yeah. Um, I've also got what I've called the eco eco cycle tour. So my last job in New Zealand before I moved here, I was employed as an environmental sociologist. So I was pretty oh. kind of clued up about environmental issues and things um, and really interested in South Pacific more generally, not just kind of the New Zealand situation. So I thought I could introduce, I have no idea whether it's going to work out or not or whether people will like it, but that's a combination of a two-hour cycle ride and then a tour through the wildlife centre um, that Stephanie Jensen has so that people can kind of see from me, they'll kind of get a land-based view of things and stories with her. It's more ocean-based, what she has to offer. So people can go through her cafe, mm-hmm. um, have a look through the, like the, the bird rescue and have a look at all the information about whales and shipwrecks and all, mm-hmm. all kinds of things mm-hmm. there. Idea. And then people get to have an ice cream if they want to at the end or, or a drink. So it's really trying to do as much sort of it's storytellers, but with more of an eco kind of focus to it. Um, and the other two things are two short walking tours. I had quite a few people put off because they're like, I can't ride a bike. It's been years. I don't really want to. But they wanted to learn stuff about the mm. island. It's a really nice introduction to finding out about things. And I always would ask people, what do you want to know about? What mm. are you particularly interested mm. in? Because quite a few people would say, I really want to know about the flowers or, mm. you know, whatever it is. Mm. So you try and focus on what people say they're really, really interested in. So the two walking ones, um, they're only short. They're one and a half hours each. One of them's really designed with kids and families in mind. It's a really easy little walk um, around Arudangi, and that finishes with an ice cream at the end. And the other one, 
um, takes place in town. And it's an afternoon one. And that one is more about culture and history. So I imagine it appeal more to some of the older folk that come in who are interested in it. Excuse me, everyone. And then that one finishes with a beer at the pub. <laughs> it's not a bad way to end a bicycle ride. Locals <laughs> bar so they can talk to locals if they want to. And yeah. yeah. Good idea. So that's the changes. So quite a few things. Good idea. Hayden, I know, loves his bicycle. When he comes here, he always so he would love your tour when he comes <laughs> in. And you're right because people come here, I believe, <coughs> and they want to go slow. Yeah, they don't want to rush. They come from rush. Yeah, no, I love. I mean, it's a really easy cruising pace, and you know, if we, people lose stuff a lot. It's more off the bikes, looking <laughs> stuff and chatting than it is actually on the bikes. That's me coughing. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> it's summer, and I'm uh, <coughs> and I get um hot. And when I get hot, of course, I cough. And it's funny because I sneeze when I'm the opposite. Cold. <laughs> okay. How did you decide though to leave New Zealand? It's a big thing. And basically, I think it was 2010 when I first visited here. Um, I've been to quite a few of the other islands in the South Pacific. Um, I really liked this place when I first came here. Basically, I like climates that are warmer than New Zealand, and I really love the ocean, so I knew I was going to like it. Um, and, it's, like you know, it's easy coming like here from New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like climates that are warmer. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and easy. I kept did you say easy? Yeah, just because it's the same kind of currency. It's a short flight from New Zealand. Not so easy at the moment, obviously, but it was. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, and I just really enjoyed it, and I kept on coming back, usually twice a year, I think three times in one year. Um, and I was over here in 2018 from February through June, and it was for my research sabbatical. So I thought, well, if I get to go and do research somewhere, where do I love being most of all? So why not I do something about the Cook Islands? And as a tourist, I thought, well, that's the kind of, it needs to be from a tourist perspective, and it needs to be something to do for me with environment because that's my kind of area. So I spent four months here um, basically with surveys, which were different accommodation providers and things for the tourists to fill in about basically about what they do differently or the same when they're here in terms of environmental practices, what kind of things they'd be willing to give a go, just a whole lot of different stuff. Um, so three months into that four months, I started thinking, I'm going to be really miserable when I get back to New Zealand and I'm going to really miss <laughs> being here. Um, and I thought, okay, I will give it a go. I'll see what I can do. Um, my youngest child was my obviously my biggest concern. Um, so we sort of talked through that. And in the end, I handed him my notice uh, not knowing at that point what I was going to do. I was pretty naive about <laughs> how it all worked. Um, and ultimately, in the end, it did kind of work out, but it was a long year kind of figuring out what to do. So I guess I kind of fell in love with the place. I like that ending. I kind <laughs> yeah. of fell in love with That's the place. That's the really short version, I guess. Is, yeah, I much. love that ending. I kind of fell in love with the place. Yeah. So true or false, you're loving your life here? Yeah, true. True. Right. Thank you. I mean, to me... Um, 
we pretty much captured a lot about you, Karina. I really appreciate um, you sitting with me today, you know, and and working, you know, working. Um, everyone, I'm looking at the water while I'm talking to you with Karina. You know, we're here. We're looking at our beautiful lagoon. Um, we appreciate you all. Before we sign off, Hayden, do you have any questions as if you were a tourist to ask, Karina? No, I mean, I've gone around the island both in car, motorbike, and bicycle, and push bike slash electric bike. And I love on a bike because, well, one, I think Brennan was saying that you've now paved the roads. So for a while, those roads were a little fun on a road bike to get around on. But it was still... Oh, some of them are still fun. Some of them are still fun. Hey? Okay. But regardless of the little bit of a fun on them, thank God it's a mountain bike. But the good thing about it is that it's mostly flat. Like you can cruise from restaurant yeah. to restaurant or go from your accommodation to down to Murray. I mean, I was caught a lot of times with my fins and my snorkel strapped to the back of my bike, just hopping down to the beach and it's a great way to get around, especially on a tour side of things to stop easily. I would say park, but park your bike to the side of the road and really get a good view of the island that way. Now it's a great, great concept, a yeah. great thing for people who haven't been to Rarotonga. It's a great experience just to get a, a I wouldn't say acclimatized, but acclimated. That's what I'm looking for to Rarotonga. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. So welcome. All right. Storytellers, EcoCycle Tours, Dr. Karina Tucker. Thank you very much. Thank You're you, welcome. everyone, for joining. All right. We'll see you all again. Kia orana, ka kite, and kia manuya. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Kia Rana podcast. If you love the podcast as much as Chantal and myself love making these podcasts, we would love your financial support. We sadly cannot run this podcast on coconuts alone. And we would love some financial support to help make this an even greater success. If you feel compelled, head on over to kiranapodcast.com slash donate to donate. Have a fantastic day and thank you so much for your continued support.